Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi. Uh, Chaim encouraged me to, this week, do a special series here and there when I have a moment, something to say to Seder. And I'll share with you a couple ideas. Um, those who are friends of mine know that every year I break down a few ideas on paper and send it out to a few, and maybe I'll share those with a wider audience. I don't know if they'll be of interest or not. Uh, that's for you to decide at your own Seder. Anyway, without further ado, and wasting time, here it goes. The original Seder, no, the original Pesach was done in three groups. That's just an interesting fact. Um, I'm always interested when it comes to Seder at the fours and the threes. There's plenty of both. There's plenty of fours, as you know, and plenty of threes. There's significance in both. Uh, but three really goes to the heart of the matter because, I'm not sure you're aware of this, but you probably know that there's a din in the mission that it says way back when they used to have the base on English, they used to always used to divide everybody into three groups, three katos, three groups. So let's say for argument's sake, there were 100,000 people came to Jerusalem to offer the carbon. So they do 33,000, 33,000, 33,000, something, something like that. Okay? And uh, the mission said you're supposed to offer the carbon paste on three groups, kahal, adatsi, throw. But... In the Yushalmi, Psalchim, it actually says that the original Passover in time of Moshe Rabbeinu was in three groups, which means that when Moshe leads the Jews to do Karm Pesach, he actually said, I want group A to go first. And let me read it to you. It's in the fifth parak of Psalchim. Rabbi Yaakov, Baruch HaBashem, Riesek, Nitin Koch B'Kolashal Moshe. Moshe had an exceptionally powerful voice. On that occasion, Vayikol Mahalach M'Cholar Tzmitzrayim could be heard throughout Egypt. What did Moshe say? From this point to this point is group A. And so forth. So in other words, Moshe said, uh, first all the Jews in New York State. And after he finished that, then all the Jews in Pennsylvania. And then after that, they finished in all the Jews, I don't know, in, an, in another state, in Illinois. Uh, except here, and that could very well be what happened. Either the Jews could have been in three zones of population in Egypt, this province and that province and another province, for all we know. And first he could have said, that's the Pashup shot. Those who live within the boundaries of this and this region, you do the Karm Pesach first, and then another group second, and another group third. It's just, just interesting. Uh, why should, It should be that way. Um, I think you could read it that it's not a geographical place. Malcolm Plenty means where you're holding, which is to say three different types of groups were told by Moshe. First group A, first group B, and then group C. Um, the first group would be the Giborim, the Hasidim, you know? That is to say the people who were willing to risk the wrath of the Egyptians because they didn't know the end of the story as you and I know, that the whole thing was going to be a success. Moshe said to Pharaoh, not before that. If we shech the God of Egypt, they'll stone us, they'll kill us. And here, as we all know the story, 
the Jews were told to shech the God of Egypt and take the blood and smear it on the walls. And uh, it's easy for Moshe to say everybody do it, but when so easy, not everybody's a hero. And according to this, what's interesting, Moshe said, I guess, first, the volunteers, you know, Group A, and these are the Stark guys, and uh, this original Hasinim, uh, as I say before, that is, say, those who are willing to go the extra mile, and they performed the Karm Pesach first. It's fascinating to me, you look in the Tehillim, it actually says, in uh, the 50th Psalm, Israeli Hasidai, Korsi Brisi Ali Zavach, gather to me the Hasidim, who were co-raised priests by the Zevach. I mean, that's a reference, I think, to the original Carbon Peso. Isn't that interesting? Once these guys did it, uh, and let me tell you, they're the Stark guys. So, you know, let's put it this way. They paint the blood on the walls outside the house. Because, perhaps you're aware, the Mechilta records a Mechlokis about whether or not you have to paint the blood on the outside of the walls facing the outside street, or you can paint it on the inside. Obviously, <laughs> The guys who are chicken, like most, will say, I'm painting the blood of the inside so the guy can't see it. Uh, but those who painted, hold, those mon numbers, hold you doing the outside, I mean, what are they saying? It says, you know, you can all drop that. And uh, they were really taking their life in their hands because if it didn't work, they were in big trouble. And so the first group went first, me, Malcolm Plony, Malcolm Plony. And after they performed the current Pesach at great risk, then the second group, what we could call the Bainanim, you know, Step forward, and they offered theirs, and then came the cowards and the chickens, and that's pro- if what I just said is true. This is the original Hasidim. This is the origin of the Hasidim, and I'm talking obviously in the old sense of the word. Um, now, I'll get back to that in a second, but uh, you could say, well, you know, I'll go right to it. No, I'll go straight to this. You could also say that the three groups would correspond. This is something you might want to do with your Seder. The three correspond not to the cowards, the, the, the intermediary and the chickens, but to the Chacham and the Tom, the Enid because that makes sense. The first group were the Chachams, and they understood the significance of it, and they went and did it. Uh, after the first group did it, then came the Tom. And after them, then came the Shainid Elishos. These are the real types among the Jews. They left Egypt because everybody else was leaving. Uh, they didn't grasp the symbolic significance of the Grand Pesach. Not everybody left Egypt with such a high madriga. Probably, in later Jewish history, many came and did Grand Pesach without understanding what they were doing and why. After all, we don't say that everybody who lived in the old times knew the whole Jewish religion, all the significance of everything. Plenty of them were, were, were farmers, were dummies. Uh... There's a famous uh, Pesach of King Chizkyo, where for various reasons the people literally never heard of the Karm Pesach before in the north. Uh, I would remind you, there was no Haggadah in the Bayesrishan period. There was no Seder in the Bayesrishan period. There's no Four Cups in, in Manishtana in the Bayesrishan period. Just, just, just be real about that. You took your Karm Pesach, you shechli, came home. If you talked about the Sippies of Saram, you did. If you didn't, you didn't. You know, you said, thank you, God, or something like that. Uh, the Torah does not say, thou shalt spend the night speaking about the Passover. So, this last group of Shein of Yishol might have been large. In spite of their ignorance, the Allah is that they are required to do a carbon Pesach, as we all know, it's a mitzvah, say, Shish Bukhars, because people like them also existed at the time of the original carbon Pesach. 
Now, notice I mentioned three groups and not four. What about the fourth son, the fourth group? These are the Jews who would not leave the Rishayim, the Rasha. Indeed, this may be the reason for the eternal tripartite division of the Karm Pesach. We say, a Pesach, as I told you before, is Nishchat B'Shalosh Kitos, the Mishnah says. There were three types of Jews that participated in the original Passover, and there weren't four. And indeed, this is a unique, there is, in the halachas of Karm Pesach, a rather unique rule, which is excludes the Ben Nechar from the midst of Karm Pesach. Somebody's not from. That's strange. Usually you say, every Jew has to do every carbon. I mean, every Jew has to do every, has to do Negevaser. Um, everybody knows that famous story of Vilna Gaon who met a, who was it, a guy who converted to Christianity, a jailer, and he said, you're going to get nailed, baby, not only for, you know, missing, uh, you know, some some heavy mitzvah, but also for, for, for not uh, making the tails you die. So why is it Ben Nechar? That's a Jew now. Why is it Ben Nechar excluded from the Karm Pesach? Unless you say that in the original Passover, the Ben Nechars were out because they were Sham, the Sham, as you know, had perished in the plague of darkness. And is that not the very dialogue between the Russia and the father, and Hotsi and all that. And the original Pesach, the Russians were the ones that Hotsi The fact that there were three sons and not four at the original Exodus is not without meta historical significance. Um, but I'll leave you to that alone. I think I talked long enough. This is, uh, as I said before, just an idea for you to play with. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidovidkatz.com.